When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire back to Lafleur. Oh! The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> there is a ball. Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est bon. Ce sera la victoire des Canadiens. Stanley pour les Canadiens. Le match troisième de l'histoire. You found the dogs. John, you found the dogs! He found the dogs! And all together, they worked the young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup! Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground. Your premier gaming destination. It's gonna be sick. Marinaro on this Monday, July 3rd. How is everyone doing? We're talking Montreal Canadiens hockey live on YouTube, live on Facebook, live on Twitter. It is the sick podcast brought to you in part by La Bitta TV, brewed in Quebec. A winner of a dozen international awards, La Bitta TV offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La Bitta TV, embrace your true nature. Also brought to you in part by Playground. Over 600 machines, poker tournaments, and playground casino games. Daily promotions, unmatched customer service. Why go anywhere else? Located just over the Mercier Bridge. Only minutes from downtown Montreal. And also brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group. Recently named by Deloitte and CIBC of one of Canada's Best Managed Companies, the country's leading business award, recognizing innovative and world-class companies. The Best Managed Canadian Companies designation fuels energy's purpose of creating progress for their customers, their employees, and their communities. Join a winning team and check out Energy's career page for available opportunities. All right, folks, I know there's a lot going on. Obviously, unrestricted free agency opened up a couple of days ago. And um, Jonathan Drouin, is now a Colorado Avalanche, by the way, the way we predicted it would work out, and that Jonathan Drouin would end up signing with the Colorado Avalanche. I think you heard that on the SICK podcast for about the last six or seven months or whatever it was, number one. Number two, we told you that the Montreal Canadiens were either going to sign Pozzetta or Bill Zill. We went with Pozzetta. 
and so did the Montreal Canadiens. We wish Alex Belzil all the best. He wanted a Pizzetta type deal, a two-way, uh, a two-year contract on a, on a one-way, and so uh, Alex Belzil ends up being a New York Ranger. And uh, he's not the only one, by the way, to change address. Um, Anthony Richard finds himself a Boston Bruin, and I like them. Uh, but you know, it it has become a numbers game with the Montreal Canadiens, of course. Joel Edmondson was traded for a couple of picks to the Washington Capitals, Joel Edmondson. And now the big debate, of course, would have been whether or not the Canadians would have been better off holding off, holding on to Joel Edmondson and uh, then trading him at uh, the trade deadline day and probably getting more from the risk you take, of course, is that Edmondson has a God awful season and, or Edmondson gets hurt. And at that point, you won't be able to probably get anything from him. So they were able to get something a third and the seventh and, they traded him, and so there you have it. Looks like it's going to be a pretty young defense for the Montreal Canadiens next season, but that doesn't surprise us, does it? So there's so much to talk about. Um, we're also, you know, I, I'm still getting information about the draft and some inside information about the draft and what went down and why they chose who they chose and why they didn't choose who they didn't choose and all this stuff and all the inside info, and I want to get to that as well. Having said that, I think because the development camp is going on and it started day one was medicals on Saturday. Day two was yesterday. Day three was earlier today and day four tomorrow is going to be the final day. And tomorrow there's going to be a scrimmage at 11 AM. And by the way, the Canadians have announced that they're going to show live uh, viewing of the scrimmage. Uh, they're going to put it on their Twitch, on their YouTube, on their Twitter and on their Facebook. It's pretty smart. And so you'll have a chance to see it there. But I know that I'll be there live tomorrow. And so will Grant McCag of Recruits. And I bring him in. Grant, how are you? Hey, very well yourself. Very, very well. And I know that Grant's going to be there because Grant was there earlier today with myself. As a matter of fact, you can see he's not at his place in Ottawa. He's checked himself into a hotel close to the practice facility. So uh, Grant came down from Ottawa this morning. He and I met at the uh, training facility in Brassard. We watched the entire practice. We took notes. I told Grant, I said, Grant, don't take it badly, but you and I are not going to sit side by side. He looked at me and I said, I don't <laughs> want us to influence each other, you know, sharing information on the same players and stuff. So you stick to your side, take all the notes you want. I'll stick to my side. I'll take all the notes I want. And tonight we're going to go on the sick podcast and we're going to basically talk about what we saw. So, this is going to be fresh. None of it's going to be rehearsed. And so what I want to do once again is for tonight's show and tomorrow night's show, I want to talk about the development camp because it's live. It's going on and Grant and I are taking it in live. And then the rest of the week, I think we'll go back. We'll revisit some of the things that happened at the draft, some inside information we're getting. And some of the things, of course, that happened on the weekend with unrestricted free agency opening up. All right. So Grant, how you doing, bud? Oh, well, long day. I got up about 5, 5.30 to make sure I uh, missed rush hour there in Ottawa, but I guess it's a, it's the same everywhere, right? It's the, the Monday long weekend. It's probably the least busy rush hour of the year. Yeah, so yeah. is isn't bad at all on the Queensway, unlike it, <laughs> when it, what it usually is like. So the drive-in wasn't so bad, but uh makes for a long day. Uh, for sure. All right, okay. The development cap roster, 37 players. 19 forwards, 13 D, and five goalies. I mean, we can uh, we can go by the list of Owen Beck, Blake Biondi, 
uh, Jared Davidson, Isaac Dufour, Philip Erickson, uh, Cedric Gaindon, Riley Kidney. Uh, geez, the writing's not big, by the way. I'm really forcing my eyesight here. Riley McKay, Philip <laughs> Machar, uh, Rhett Pitlick, Vincennes Rohr, Joshua Roy, Gabriel Seeger, Xavier Simono, Tice Milanic, Jack Smith, Luke Tuck, uh, William Vogt, Florian Jackeye. Uh, those are some of the names at uh, Development Camp. We'll get to some other names, of course. Uh, Jeremy Butchler, uh, Francesco Del Elce, Adam Engstrom, Lane Hudson, Logan Mayu, Luke Middlestad, Pateri Nurmi, John Parker Jones, who, by the way, is six foot seven, two hundred and twenty-eight pounds. <laughs> David Reinbacker, take that, Carey Price. Jaden Struble, Miguel <laughs> Turigny, Charlie Truchon, um, William Trudeau, uh, Emmett Croto, Jakob Dobesh, Jacob Fowler, Quentin Miller, and Samuel Urban. So there you have it. All right. Uh, I hope I pronounced some of those names correctly because there's some that may have got away from me. I'm really stressing my eyesight here, by the way. Woof. They, they, they try and cram as much information as they can onto uh, two pieces of paper, and uh, that's what it gives you. All right. Okay. So, um, oh, by the way, you and I had a nice visit with Vinny LeCavalier earlier this morning. Wasn't that nice, huh? Yeah, it was nice to meet Vinny. What a, what a stand-up guy. He just couldn't help but be impressed by him. You know, he looks you right in your eye. Right in the eye and is very polite. Yeah, I have uh, I have nothing but good things to say about Vinny LeCavalier. And um, one of those guys that even when he hasn't seen you in a while, uh, once again, it's like uh, it's like uh, you haven't skipped a beat. And uh, so it was nice to yeah. catch up with him. And you, you're right. He, he takes the time to look you in the eyes, ask you how you're doing, ask you how you're making out and this and that and all that stuff and what you have planned and uh, good guy, Vinny LeCavalier, who, by the way, looks like he can either still play uh, or, <laughs> or you know, have the lead role in, in a big-time movie because he's, like, like, looking really, really sharp. He's probably thinking the same thing about me, and uh, but, uh, no, I can't play right now, and I, I probably won't get a lead role in the movie. And it was nice to see him. We also crossed paths with Martin Lapointe, huh? a handshake yeah. with Marty, and uh, he looks like he's doing pretty well as well. So it was nice to see the entire Canadian crew down there earlier today. Yeah, for sure. Marty, uh, Marty's a super nice guy too. Uh, Charles uh, Sandois was saying that he's running on fumes right now. You know, I think he's he's going to uh, hibernate up at his uh, up at his cottage in the woods as soon as this camp's over. He needs a well deserved break. I think you're talking about Charles. Uh, talking about Marty Lapointe. Uh, talking about Marty. Okay, you Charles know? was telling you that. Okay, Charles, yeah, by the Charles. way, is, uh, works alongside uh, Chantal Maccabee in the Commands yeah. Communications Department, of course. Right. All right. Okay. So let's get to uh, let's get to what we saw. First of all, uh, there was uh, it was intense, huh? Yeah, I love the drills there. They, uh, you know, you, you don't get a break. Basically, you know, you you, you got to keep your eye on it the whole time. There. Uh, um, I I'm really impressed. Like uh, Stu, I was talking to Stu Cowan there, and he's saying that yeah. you know, uh, in the past they used to just basically scrimmage all the time you know there wasn't yeah. all these uh high paid high paced fast drills that they were doing and uh i think it, uh, what 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 it's really good is that you see how they do in tight spaces because they 
you know, they they'd only play from the blue line in, and they'd have the rest of the kids standing on the you know along the blue line. So you have to think quick, you have to move quick, you have to uh, stick handle quick. Everything's quick, and uh, and I really liked the the concepts, and uh, I thought I thought the drills were great, and the pace was great. So I'm in the Canadian's marketing department. I'm uh, calling Nestle Quick tomorrow to uh, for a sponsorship. Oh, but anyway, it quick, would make quick, sense. Quick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so just to paint the picture, by the way, the two sheets of ice, Ice A and Ice B, um, the goalies came out earlier this morning, probably at around, give or take, just after 9 o'clock. And then the forwards came out at around 11 o'clock uh, and joined the goalies who were part of the scrimmages as well. Uh, but... Um, the um, the forwards were on, let's say, one sheet of ice. The defensemen were on the other sheet of ice. And uh, at one point, we also saw the forwards. Uh, when you and I went over, uh, they uh, they had a harness around them, basically. Uh, and they were asking them to take off and uh, and uh, speed tests and stuff like that. And everyone's uh, everyone was, uh, was uh, you know, they had their stats taken down. And plus, the iPads were all out and filming everything and all that stuff. So we had a chance to watch both the defensemen and both the forwards. So I'm going to get to it right away. The player that was out there today that had the most skills and to not influence everyone's decision, I don't know if you have a piece of paper handy. So I'll write the name on a piece of paper, and then I'll show you, and we'll see if, uh, if uh, you know, our notes match. I know I'm. this is a spur of the moment here. Do you have a piece of paper handy or anything like that? No? No, I've got paper. I just don't have a pen. Oh, you don't have a pen. Oh, no, I haven't used a pen in there about uh, 15 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Type everything right. these days. All right. Okay. So I'm going to, we'll do it another way. Okay. I don't know if the, there's a pen in here. Okay. The, the best hands and the most skill. Okay. Hold on. Well, go tell me. Lane Hudson. <laughs> All right, we'll get to that. The player, now, don't say anything yet. That looks the most NHL ready. Logan. And by the way, the, no, hold on. You just said it. Yeah. All right. Without a doubt. Is there any other category that you want to do that we should think about here or what? Well, like a physical, like who impressed you the most physical talent, like size, skating, combination that just kind of... Mayu. Exactly. I yeah. don't think it was even close, Tony. Uh, so to be frank, and this is, this is, this is really going to get interesting now because um, our buddy, Simo, the snake Boisvert, is very, very opinionated when it comes to Logan Mayu. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he's a little bit older than all the other players that he played against in the OHL. He was in his final season in the OHL. Uh, he relies too much on his physicality and on his size. It's not going to translate at the National Hockey League level. This guy is at best an AHL player. You'll see he won't play in the National Hockey League. So I'm going to say this. Uh, and that's, that's uh, Snake's opinion, of which one I definitely do not share. I believe that Logan Mayu is one of the Montreal Canadiens' top prospects. And uh, I think you can make a case that he is one of the best packages, if not the best. He looked like a man against boys out there today. He looked like a man against boys. Yeah, it's exactly what he, like he stood out. He looks, uh, 
I think he's going to push for a spot in training camp. I think his defensive game's a lot better than people uh, give him credit for. By the end of the playoffs in London, he was playing 27 minutes a game for the for the Knights. And uh, Dale Hunter doesn't play a defenseman 27 minutes a game in a shutdown role, killing penalties, uh, you know, defending leads if he thinks he's not good defensively. And, uh, and you know, nobody is a better talent evaluator in the, in the OHL than Dale Hunter as far as, far as I'm concerned. So um, I we saw that today that he – I think he's going to he's going to impress defensively and definitely impress offensively. I mean, you see the shot, the the skating, like his size skating combination is uh, one of the best, uh, most impressive uh, combinations that I've seen in a in a Canadian's defenseman in a long time. When it comes to that, uh, listen, he is uh, he's big, he's strong, he is mobile, and that. You know, these are, these are, this is, uh, once again, when we talk about an interesting package, when you get a defenseman this big, it's hard for them to be this mobile. So I'm thinking like Shea Weber big type of thing. And, you know, to see him this mobile, this at ease with the puck, you saw some drop passes, this, that, whatever. He dangled like forwards usually dangle. And the same thing for Hudson, by the way, his relationship with the puck lane Hudson today, his stick work was like reminiscent of Kovalev. Okay. And we'll get to him in just a minute, but my U2 is very comfortable with the puck. You talk about some of the criticism of him out there of his play without the puck, but he's a guy that I, I didn't see him get beat. I didn't see him lack awareness on the ice and I saw a nasty player. I saw a player that was using his stick, not only to, but using his stick and cross-checking in the back and pushing in the back. And I, I yeah. saw a player who was hungry today, very hungry. Uh, and I think, you know, uh, Simon Simon brought up the point about, uh, you know, his final year in the OHL. Well, you know, he's only played about 100 OHL games. You know? And uh, when you consider that, that the kids only played major junior, like about a hundred to 120 games, you know, all told the, where he's at is in his development is just extremely impressive. And I think, uh, you know, the amount that he has improved since he first stepped on the ice last year after suspension and he uh, played like 12 games and you'd, you'd see him get caught flat footed and stuff. Well, it was his first OHL game. So, but the, from what we saw there to what we see now, especially defensively, I just, uh, I've seen such an improvement. And I think uh, if he doesn't make the Canadians out of camp, I would be very surprised if he doesn't, uh, you don't see him at some point this season because the, the improvement curve with him is just, just keeps going up. Wow. So you think he can make the team out of camp, eh? He might. Uh, I mean, he might end, he, he might be the best right defenseman that they have. So, it, you know, uh, it, it might be tough to to uh, to cut him. Uh, like, if he if he ends up playing as well in the exhibition games as I think he can, uh, he, he's gonna he's gonna win a roster spot. It's not a stretch to say that because their right defensemen, of course, are Savard, Baron, and Kovacevic. With all due respect to them, it's it's within reach. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, he, there's no doubt about it that right, that he has the, uh, uh, of those four that he's, he's, you know, he's the one that has the whole physical package there. So um, certainly from that standpoint, he, he's the most skilled for sure. Speaking of physical, we had a chance to catch up with Jaden Struble and we'll put his face on the screen so that a lot of people uh, can actually put a face to a name because uh, yes, uh, he left Northeastern last year at the end of the year and made his way to the Laval Rocket, but some people haven't had a chance to see him play with the Rocket or haven't had a chance to see him talk in an interview or whatnot. Let, let's let's bring him up if we can. More comfortable just being in Canada, like just uh, in general. Um, I think, I mean, Broussard, Laval, Montreal, they're, all the training facilities are very similar. Um, they're all really nice and uh, yeah, I love Laval, so Montreal is really fun too. Like it's, you can't really go wrong. Yeah. 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 Uh, besides the language, maybe just the prices. I like going out to dinner because like, you can kind of just get whatever and it's just like not as much as you think it is like at all. So I kind of just splurge on dinners, I guess, is, is the biggest thing. Or even shopping. Like I, I went into the uh, Broussard little like plaza and Spent a good amount of my per diem, um, but in American, it's All right, there you have it. Among uh, some of the bits of conversation we had with him there, but so he, he likes the fact that he can spend his American dollars here in Montreal because it can get him a long way, mind you. Uh, we didn't <laughs> talk about the taxes, but you had a chance to talk to him about something too because there was some familiarity there for him, right? Yeah, uh, Bushler, his defense partner last year, Northeastern, got an invite to camp, and he was saying like he was he didn't even know till like uh, you know a couple of days before that uh, his uh, his old defense partner at Northeastern was uh, was getting an invite. So he's going back and transferring to another college this year. Jaden was telling me so he's got one more. He's going to do a fifth year a college, but he didn't look too bad. Like he's a six four kid. Yeah. Um, well, you know, uh, of the invites, I'd say that he was one of the more uh, noticeable. Yeah. Fair to say. Yeah. Uh, did you did you did you I notice th- that? Yeah, I thought he was comfortable. I thought he was a guy yeah. that, that that wasn't nervous out there whatsoever. Uh, I like Struble too, by the way. Um, oh yeah. You know, I like. He's got to get in shape, though, eh, Tony? My God, is he a piece of work or what? He's <laughs> is he? You know, we. We got tipped off by Mark Bergevin when they drafted him, and he said, "This guy's a Greek god." Remember that? Yeah. But he's uh, he's put together. We can understand why Trevor Timmons likes him. Trevor finally found somebody bigger than him. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, ripped. The guy's ripped. And Adonis, I you know more than one guy has, has said that. I think uh, yeah, you know uh, Jordan Harris, you know, said that a couple times about him. Yeah, definitely ripped, big time. Let's uh, let's uh, actually take a look at uh, Joshua Roy and bring him up as well. There's two things that either happen. You either end up in the same chair. First-line player ends up being a first-line player in the National Hockey League, or sometimes you have to kind of change your game to make it to the big league. When you take a look at what it takes to make it to the National Hockey League, where do you see yourself when everything ends up working out? Well, I think uh, it's very hard first to make the NHL, so I have a lot of uh, work to do, and I think... What I like from the Virginia this uh, winter is that I showed that I can play defensively and then on PKs. So it's it's uh, something in my game that nobody saw before. And now did you know you could do that, or or did you surprise yourself in that tournament? 
I kind of surprised myself a little bit. Uh, I never played in PK before. Uh, even uh, EJS and Zanta was not on a PK. So that was the first time and I did pretty well. So I was happy about it. All right, there you have it. Uh, you know, he's... He likes the fact, and, and the sound was a little uh, little low today, but it'll be it'll be better tomorrow, I'm sure. Um, he, he likes the fact that he played the penalty kill with Canada at the World Juniors. He was surprised that the coach asked him to play um, the penalty kill at the World Juniors because he came with a reputation as not the best defensive player in the world, but a very good offensive player. And you know what the label is, right? Grand players that play in the queue – offensive players they usually get that label that they're not very good defensively so he was surprised yeah. that he was asked to play the penalty kill he played it really well and it gave him a lot of confidence so you know what he thinks he can be a good two-way player in the national hockey league oh yeah he played uh they put him down on on like a checking line and it was uh, maybe canada's most effective at the at the world juniors he uh he's very smart you know you, you saw it today at, at practice just the poise that he has, even in the tight spaces, he knows uh, he finds you know his vision is is just superb, and his poise and and smarts are what really jump out. And I think every camp that I've been to, his skating's all, uh, looked a little better each year too. You know, I think you can tell he's a small town kid. Eh? He's a bit, you yeah, know, he, he's a bit shy. You know, and uh, give him a couple of years in Montreal, and I'm sure the shyness will start to come out with him, but. A good kid, just a little quiet and a little shy, but yeah. uh, so smart. Um, it's going to be all about his IQ. I think that uh, it's going to get him a job in the NHL and uh, help your power play for sure. But he's smart enough and and I think strong enough to uh, to get a role in the NHL. Like, I don't know that he'll be fast enough to be in the top six with the Canadians down the line. But he showed, especially this past year, that he can play a third-line role and uh, and not hurt you defensively. And I think that's going to be his ticket to the NHL, that that uh, a coach will be able to trust him out there, um, you know, in any type of role. So, uh, yeah, I I think he's got a he's got an NHL future down the road, I think. And what position exactly? Which wing? Uh, that's a good question. I, I the Wingers typically can, you know, can 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 move to either one like i don't know that wherever there's a spot you know he's smart enough uh he's smart enough player that uh, i think he could he could play either way yeah he um i asked the question i asked because of course we know Guy carbono had put up an incredible amount of points in the quebec major junior hockey league and then all of a sudden Woodley Sagan de Shikutsumi, and then all of a sudden he's drafted by the montreal canadians it makes way into the national hockey league and you know what the canadians tell him we think we're going to make you like a, 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 a shutdown centerman. And so sometimes you, you got to take yourself out of your comfort zone and do different things or become a different player or play a different role. And the fact that he was able to play the penalty kill, you know, I uh, wanted to, dis to discuss it with him. Do you see yourself more as a third-line player or as a top two-line player in the National Hockey League? He sees himself as an NHLer, period. And you know what? We wish him all the best. J.F. Hull, the head coach of uh, the Laval Rocket, was one of the coaches who was on the ice, by the way. There were many. Uh, Adam Nicholas was on the ice, and uh, Marie-Philippe Poulain was on the ice, and Marco Marciano was on the ice. And, you know, the list goes on and on, but we had a chance to talk to the head coach of the Laval Rocket, J.F. Hull. Let's see what he had to say. Uh, we're younger, yep. but we're going to be competitive. 
it's, uh, it's going to be a talented group. And, uh, you know, a lot of teams in American Hockey League sometimes when they have uh, a young, talented group, they, uh, you know, they get better as the year progress. And, uh, and I think that's that's what's going to happen with us. Don't learn. There's just going to be some uh, some harsh times in the, the beginning of the season. But I think, you know, after Christmas, I think they're, they're going to learn a lot from the league and uh, we'll be better for it. So I think we'll be competitive. There you have it, uh, J.F. Hull, uh, who said earlier and answered a question in French and said, we're going to be a younger team. We lost a lot of experienced players, but we're going to be a very competitive team. And my question to him was, younger at the American Hockey League level is usually not overly competitive or very competitive. What makes you so sure that you will be? And he talked about the fact that he's going to have a talented team on his hands. It's going to be the most uh, talented uh, AHL team the Habs have had in, in a long time, I think. It, it'll be young. But there'll be more. All of those high picks that uh, you know, Ber- Bergevin finally accumulated in the last few years uh, as GM are all are all coming up, you know. And then there, there'll also be guys like Meshar that probably probably play play there as well. So there'll be more, I think, top sixty picks or top two round picks playing yeah. in Laval than there have been in in a long, long time. He and was uh, asked about the possibility of having Meshar. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah. He said, well, yeah, there, you know what? If he, if he comes, we'll see what management has to say, but there will be another player. That would be another player that will command minutes. Right. Right. I don't know if it, I, he might have, he might be in tough. I, I think Laval's going to be pretty strong. Like a lot of the, a lot of the kids are, are pretty good. I know Meshar didn't, Meshar was okay today, but I don't think, yeah. I don't think he stood out. At all in that group, at all, you know, there were uh, there were some other kids. I thought I like I like uh, Owen Beck a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Beck has a has a better motor for sure. Was I that thought, uh, was that Lane Hudson and Owen Beck that did the one two? Yeah, point? <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. Uh, there's 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 a there's a drill anyway, and um, Lane Hudson has the puck in the offensive zone, and they get it back to him, and it looks like he has a chance to tee it up. And uh, and instead of teeing it up, he kind of like fakes the slapper and just finds Owen Beck, who finds Hudson back right away. It was like, uh, yeah, um, you know, it was it was it was it was a, it, it, a it great, got an audible uh, ooh out of the uh, yeah, you know, out of the media throng that was there. It was a great, yeah. a great heads up play, a great bang, bang play. It was it was really, really strong. Yeah, and it was the one time that I was typing something and not paying attention that it, it happened too. Uh, All I heard nice. was the ooh. So yeah, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, fake um, slapper found Beck. You know, yeah. continued to go to the net. Beck found them back, and he just like <laughs> tapped it into an empty cage. It was it was amazing. One thing about Beck and his uh, his coach, Mrs. Aga, brought it up, and I I I saw it a bit today. Um, he handles the puck maybe a little too. Too much. I don't think he has great hands. Uh, like he's very smart. He's a great skater, very smart, good vision, good passer. But um, he tries to dangle a little too, and and you notice it in the tight spaces in these practices and stuff where he turns the puck over quite a bit. Um, I think, uh, and James Richmond said at the time, his coach that like yeah. they were trying to teach him to, you know, give and go more. Uh, don't. You know, you're not, especially at the NHL level. He'll find that out in a hurry that you can't uh, you can't dangle uh, 
you know, NHL defenseman too often. You, no. you gotta, you gotta he use your, your teammates. He doesn't have that ability. I mean, when all is said and done, Owen Beck, uh, well, like I'm going to put myself out there. I don't, I, I think most people will agree with me. His best case scenario is probably third line centerman, right? He's yes. Yeah. So, you know, third That's line a- centerman usually don't dangle everybody. I mean, it's usually uh, now there are some teams that have a better third line centerman than others. I get it. But, uh, you know, his chair might be fourth line centerman and might be third line centerman, but yeah. probably not more than that. No, but uh, I think he can be a, a third line center if he develops uh, on a good team. And that's a really good, that's a, that's a top eight spot on a lot of teams, you know, depending. So um, just he'll have to learn that part of it that he's not, uh, you know, He's not Jonathan Drew out there. Yeah. Uh, Luke Tuck Tuck looked pretty good, but like what are his chances going forward in terms of a contract, in terms of uh, being with the organization for a while? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I was a little feedback I got. I have a, I have a feeling that, you know, typically a team, if they really uh, are interested in a guy, they'll, they'll try hard to sign him after three years so that there's not that chance that he becomes a free agent at, you know, after his senior year. Of course. And this, he's, they, I don't think they did. I don't think that the, you know, it was a mutual kind of agreement that he goes back for his fourth year. I think they want to see more like he was a a little disappointing production wise. I think more was expected from a top 50 pick, but he's got the size and skating combo that, uh, you know, if he plays, a physical, uh, hard, you know, up and down the wing physical style. That's going to be his bread and butter on a bottom two lines at the NHL level. And uh, they've got a good team there. And I hopefully he puts up good numbers. He puts up good numbers this year, plays consistently, is physical. They'll, they'll try to sign him. Uh, you know, he, he'll certainly be a nice addition to uh, – there aren't that many of his ilk in the uh, organization, Tony. So I think, I think that he'd be he'd be a good addition if if he takes that next step this year. I don't know what you thought of David Reinbacker, but I'm going to tell you what I thought. I thought he showed incredible poise. I thought he played very very smart. I thought he made very very good use of his stick to get it in passing lanes uh, to to chip pucks away. At one point when he was trying to get body positioning and because he's probably lacking a little bit of muscle and a little bit of strength, he's got the stick in between the opposing player's legs. He's trying to get in there. He's doing whatever he can in terms of smarts to get body positioning on a player that might be stronger than him. My evaluation is is that this player needs to put on muscle. This player needs to get stronger. Once this player puts on muscle and gets stronger, this player can play based on what I saw, his ability with the puck. I'm not so sure he ends up on a first pairing D uh, on the point on the power play, but uh, or first pairing on the point. But um, uh, he can he can he can make his way on a power play. And yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I just I just think he needs to get a little bit stronger. And uh, compared to we saw some other guys out there that are obviously stronger than him. But if he can put on some muscle and stronger, I really like his smarts and I really like the use of a stick. Yeah, and that, that, my first impression, the first thing I wrote down was needs to 
needs to put on muscle, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, even, even though we weren't uh, sitting beside each other, Tony, we, you know, we had similar notes. So there you go. No, he, he definitely, uh, I, I think he's probably a couple of years away. I'd be surprised if he's ready physically next year to step into the, what I'd like to see ideally is uh, um, the thing, the, the problem with your draft year is you don't really get a lot of time to train because there's so much stuff going on. Yeah, you know? yeah. You're flying over for combines, you're flying interviews, you're, development camp uh you know all, all this stuff and he played in the world championships and i like he needs an off season next year and then the year after i think uh where he really dedicates himself to putting on you know 10 15 pounds of good muscle and uh it might be a couple of years for him but so what do you I say one season in switzerland one season in laval and then with the yeah i think so yeah yeah, yeah. so it looks but, like to me I think that's just the missing ingredient with him uh, is uh, is to just get stronger. I, you you also noticed I think a little bit uh, he was breathing pretty heavy, heavily. Yeah, I think, uh, and that uh, that's part and parcel with the with the getting stronger. You know, build his build his uh, endurance, build his strength, and those uh, I believe are the two things that he most needs to improve. But I I agree with you on the, you, him having good good puck skills, good edges, and very smart. Yeah. You know, the one guy that is probably not the sexiest name out there in terms of defense and defense prospects, but a lot of people have a lot of good to say, and I saw it today, I saw it with my eyes, is Angstrom. Angstrom. <laughs> That's the guy I have written down here, Tony. Is- Ang- Angstrom is good. I saw him particularly oh. battle with my U. They were doing drills, and I know they're both defensemen. But they were doing 1v1 yeah. drills, right? Ang- Angstrom trying to get through Mayu and make his way to the goal. Mayu trying to get through Angstrom. And it was a big-time battle of two players who really wanted it. And yeah. Angstrom, I loved his compete. Um, I love the way he uses his stick, too. Angstrom is good, Grant. Very good. Well, I've I've uh, I've been high on this kid for two years. I liked him in his draft year, and I I liked him even more this past year. I I know on numerous times, I did I did videos on him that are on you know recruits YouTube site, and uh, sung his praises all year. But to see him see him live here today, uh, yeah, he was the other the other guy for me that just stood out above everybody else i think and even he needs to get stronger you know but the competes there right um like we saw him getting interviewed uh, after and uh when he puts on another 10 15 pounds look out uh i know when, when in speaking with uh montreal you know some of the, the the guys in montreal they're they're high on him and i think uh they see him having a spot at some point down down the line. So I mean, it, the, especially on left on the left side, it's just it's just so packed. It's crowded. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be very interesting in two to three years at at Montreal's training camps because there's gonna be a dozen defensemen that that should be playing in the NHL. 
The Sick Podcast with a shout out to Murphy Clinic, an aesthetic clinic specializing in medical aesthetic care. They offer permanent laser hair removal as well as a wide range of treatments for skin problems such as acne, rosacea, fine lines, and more. They currently have two clinics, one located in Montreal, Shop Angus, and the second on the North Shore in Terrebonne. They're also opening soon in Quebec City. Visit murphyclinic.ca or on Instagram at murphyclinic. All right, this is going to be less than an hour show as now. We're going to start to get into the whole July and August where folks probably get used to 30-minute podcasts. Uh, but, you know, one of the things that we're doing is we're going throughout the entire summer. And not everyone is doing that. Not on radio, not on television, and not on podcasts. But we've decided to do it. But we'll bring you some abbreviated shows. We're going to bring you some topical shows. We're going to bring you some guest interview shows. Uh, but it's going to be, today we've gone a little bit longer uh, than that 30 minutes. But it's probably not going to be an hour like you've been ac accustomed to. And starting today, once again, it's going to be probably give or take about 30-minute shows. All right, okay. Uh, anyone else that caught your attention before um, I, we make our way to some uh, some news that happened later on today with the pro team? Well, uh, Smilanic, um he can really skate. Well, uh, we, I mean, we, we knew that when they made the deal. That Wasn't that yeah. the... Uh, the, the um, the uh, Ben Sherrod deal with the Florida Panthers. That's right. Yeah. 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 No, we knew he could skate, but he stood out uh, with his skating in, in this camp today. Now, I don't know how smart he is. You know, the IQ, that's always been kind of the knock, but certainly he's a big, you know, he's got good size and he can skate. Now, he transferred from Quinnipiac uh to wisconsin who were just horrible last year and that they, yeah. uh you know tony granado got fired and he got two points in 14 games like it was and, and what does quinnipiac do they they win the national title right uh i mean i guess he transferred because of he thought he'd get more opportunity in of wisconsin course, yeah yeah but uh this is a huge this is obviously a huge uh year for him the from what i saw today like skill wise he should be uh he should be a good scorer in, in ncaa now if he can if he can find his confidence and, and start to uh produce like he did uh in his draft year for the national development team uh maybe he's a kid that ends up you know being on the radar along with tuck down the road here there's uh i know there's only 50 contracts to mm -hmm. uh you know, to sign, but, uh, certainly, um, physically like, uh, skating wise, he's, uh, he, he's pro caliber, no doubt. We haven't talked, uh, at all about the goalies, but I think it's something that we can say for tomorrow, because of course, after seeing the scrimmage, we'll have a much better idea of which goalie, uh, was the goalie that performed the best on the day out of all the goalies. Earlier today, as well at 3 PM, as a matter of fact, the Montreal Canadians made it official, um, Philip Le Cavalier, uh, who represents um, RHP Raphael RV Pinard, was able to get his uh, client a two-year deal at uh, a cap hit of $1.1 million a season. Uh, good for RHP, who came in, worked his butt off, has since day one, and performed admirably well. He wanted a two-year-plus contract. He got it with the Montreal Canadiens. He wanted over a million bucks. He got that, too. Yeah. Well, there was no, I don't think there was any doubt that they were going to sign him. Uh, um, that's pretty fair. 
value for him considering you know his goals per game when he, when he was with the with the team that's uh, one of a the better deals a very high yeah, that's, that's one of the better deals uh in the league if you know if if he can come anywhere close to that over an 80 over an 80 game span they got themselves one of the bargain uh uh basement deals uh, in the league grant i'll see you tomorrow in brassard yeah. At 11 a.m., the scrimmage starts, and obviously we'll be there before that. And then uh, you and I will get together after the scrimmage, and uh, we'll uh, relay our thoughts, and uh, then we'll make you make your way back to Ottawa. So uh, tomorrow, we're uh, I'm looking forward to it, Grant. We'll talk to you soon. Big time. All right. Same. Cheers, bud. All right. There you have it. Grant McCagg, former scout with the Montreal Canadiens and the Bob Ganey regime, and, uh, of course, now of recruits and recruits.ca. Hey, I want to say hello to a friend of mine. Let's bring up the picture if we can. It was nice uh, to see Marcello earlier today at uh, Marina Landscaping and Materials. Uh, they're on St. Joseph Street in Lachine. And the number to call is 364-4040. And I went by and I'm getting some work done around the house. And uh, you know what? Uh, they uh, they said, let's take a picture. And we took a picture. And there you have it. And so it's nice to see uh, Marcello. And it was nice to see uh, Danny. And it was nice to see uh, Salvatore as well. And uh, the entire uh, staff and crew uh, who uh, work hard. They're passionate sports fans. They love hockey. They love soccer. Uh, they love football. They love all sports, as a matter of fact. And uh, for all, once again, your landscaping uh, needs and materials and equipment. They're the ones, and they're so nice. They even set me up with a cap. Look at that. I'm wearing it in the picture. Huh? Nice. All right. Special thanks to the guys for, uh, you know, uh, always great service. Very, very much appreciated. Uh, go by and see them, uh, really, for uh, anything you need to do around the home or in the backyard uh, for all your landscaping, once again, uh, pave and all that stuff. They're your guys. Okay. Um, tomorrow, same time, same place. We'll bring you the sick podcast at 10 p.m. If you like it, like it, share it with your friends. Comment sick, S-I-C-K, S-I-C-K, S-I-C-K. If you're going to listen to it on Google, Apple, or Spotify, leave us a five-star review. It's our way of feeling the love. Thank you very much. Once again, more on what happened at the draft and more what happened on unrestricted free agency, probably Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But today, Monday, and tomorrow, Tuesday, dedicated, of course, to Habs development camp tomorrow they scrimmage and the Canadians will be showing it once again on their uh, Twitch their Twitter their Facebook and their YouTube starting at 11 a.m. Grant McCagg and I will be there and so will Shane Gomo who's at master control right now for Agnello and Sammy Cavallaro who are on their way back from Orlando and the SMA convention and Shane Gomo at master control I'm Marinaro and that's a wrap hope you don't miss us too much until next time follow the sick podcast with tony marinero on youtube instagram facebook google play and apple podcasts the sick podcast is brought to you by energy transportation group driven to be different la tv embrace your true nature and playground your premier gaming destination